welcome to day 215, uh, season two of Shaped by the Word, which we've entitled the drama of scripture. And we're certainly at an important place in the drama as the people of Israel are turning from lands where they've been scattered to come back and rebuild the rubble uh, of a once great city and to begin anew the work of God among their people. And so we see a faithful remnant restored. We see the hand of God moving the powers and the rulers in order to enable the rebuilding of the temple and the reestablishment of God's people. So we come to Ezra chapter 8. And I'm not sure why I included this long genealogy in uh, in the reading, but let's go ahead and give it a shot. Uh, we'll go through it. Uh, Ezra chapter 8. And even though we're reading a lot of names, we're still confronting God's Word. And Heavenly Father, thank you uh, for the names in Scripture, they, they remind us, you know, that uh, our names are are written in your book, and you know us by name, and you call us by name. And even though these names are hard to pronounce and far away, and and something that we we never really pay attention to, they remind us time and time again that you are present with your people uh, to accomplish your purposes. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. And these are the family heads and those registered with him who came up with me from Babylon during the reign of King Artaxerxes. By the descendants of Phineas, Gershom, the descendants of Ithamar, Daniel, the descendants of David, Hattus, and the descendants of Shechaniah. Of the descendants of Parash, Zechariah, and with him were registered 150 men of the descendants of Pathak, Moab, Elishaniah, son of Zariah, with him 200 men and the descendants of Zatu, Shechaniah, son of Jaziel, and with him 300 men, descendants of Aden, Ebed, of jo- Ebed, son of Jonathan, and with him 50 men, descendants of Elam, Jeshiah, son of Athaliah, and with him 70 men, of descendants of Shabbatiah, Zebediah, son of Michael, and with him 80 men, and descendants of Joab, Obadiah, son of Jehiel, and with him 218 men, of descendants of Bani, Shalemith, son of Jesaphah, and with him 160 men. The sons of Babiah, Zechariah, son of Babiah, and with him 28 men. The descendants of Asgad, Johanan, son of Hakantan, and with him 110 men. The descendants of Adakam, the last ones whose names were Eliphalet, Jeruel, Shemaiah, and with them 60 men. Of the descendants of Bigviah, Uthiah, and Zakur, and with them seventy men. I assembled them at the canal that flows toward Ava, and we camped there three days. When I checked among the people and the priests, I found no Levites there, so I summoned Eliezer, Ariel, Shemaiah, Elnathan, Jerob, Elnathan, Nathan, Zechariah, and Mashalom, who were leaders, and Jorib and Elnathan, who were among men of learning. And I ordered them to go to Ido, the leader in Kashafiah, and told them what to say to Ido and his fellow Levites, the temple servants of Kashabiah, and so they might bring attendance to us for the house of God, because the gracious hand of our God was on us. They brought us Sherebiah, a capable man from the descendants of Mahli, son of Levi, son of Israel, and Sherebiah's sons and brothers, and all Hashbiah, together with Jeshiah, and the descendants of uh, Merah, and his brothers and nephews, twenty in all. They also brought 220 of the temple servants, a body that David and the officials that established to assist the Levites, 
all were registered by name, and we've certainly read those names. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there by the Ava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before our God and ask him for a safe journey for us and our children with all of our possessions. I was ashamed to ask the king for soldiers and horsemen to protect us from enemies on the road because we had told the king, the gracious hand of our God is on everyone who looks to him, but his great anger is against all who forsake him. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. Then I said, part 12 of the leading priests, namely Sherebiah, Hashbiah, and ten of their brothers, and I weighed out to them the offerings of silver and gold and the articles that the king, his advisors, his officials, and all Israel present there had donated for the house of our God. I weighed out to them 650 talents of silver, silver articles weighing 100 talents, 100 talents of gold, 20 bowls of gold valued a thousand derricks, and two fine articles of polished bronze as precious as gold. I said to them, You, as well as all of these articles, are consecrated to the Lord. Their silver and gold are a freewill offering to the Lord, the God of our ancestors. Guard them carefully until you weigh them out in the chambers of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem before the leading priests and Levites and the family heads of Israel. Then the priests and Levites received the silver and the gold and the sacred articles that had been weighed out to be taken to the house of our God in Jerusalem. On the twelfth day of the first month, we set out from the Avakanel to go to Jerusalem. The hand of our God was on us, and we protected us from our enemies and bandits along the way. So we arrived in Jerusalem, where we rested three days. On the fourth day, in the house of our God, we weighed out the silver and the gold and the sacred articles into the hands of Miramoth, son of Uriah, the priest. Eleazar, the son of Phinehas, was with him. And so were the Levites, Jazabad, son of Jeshua, and Nobadiah, son of Benue. Everything was accounted for, number and weight, and the entire weight was recorded at that time. Then the exiles who had returned from captivity sacrificed burnt offerings to the God of Israel, 12 bulls for all of Israel, 96 rams, 77 male lambs, and as a sin offering, 12 male goats. All this was burnt offering to the Lord. They also delivered the king's orders to the royal satraps and to the governors of the trans-Euphrates, who gave them assistance to the people and to the house of God. I don't know why I included that long reading and all those names, uh, only uh, three of which I got right, you know, as I read all the way through them. Um, but uh, there's that wonderful section, you know, in the middle of that where, uh, you know, Ezra is saying, I, I was ashamed to ask for protection because we'd already told God that we were relying on him mm-hmm. and that he is a God who is faithful to those, uh, you know, who seek his gracious hand and, and his wrath turns against those who oppose him. And, and so you have, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of all of this deeply, you know, uh, all these names again represent, you know, God's mm-hmm. people that are called according to God's purpose. Even though Ezra is kind of the headliner here, Ezra is not a man alone. He's a part of a greater community, all dedicated to the service of God. And I love how they spread the money out and said, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to count this again. When you get to Jerusalem, <laughs> be very careful along the way. I love the imagery of, I mean, in some ways it looks like they're learning what it looks like to be the people of God again, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. in God's presence, yeah. you know, in God's place. And and so you have that note, yeah, because the gracious hand of, of our God was on us, you know, we mm-hmm. we got the priests we needed, you know, he provides safe travel. Um, but even just that whole idea of proclaiming a fast and humbling ourselves before the Lord and yeah. asking for a safe journey, you know, of entering into fellowship with him and, and praying, mm-hmm. you know. In anticipation that as we as we interact with him as his people, he delights in answering the prayers of his people, and so I, I just love that. It's it's kind of fun to see, you know, that as the people return from exile and and they're returning back into these things that 
you know, are, are in some ways mm-hmm. so near but still so foreign. You know, this is they're entering into kind of a new space again for them where they're figuring yeah. out what is it like uh, to be God's people. Uh, they're learning how to walk again yeah. mm-hmm. or how to walk with their Lord again. And, and of course, you, you have this wonderful testimony both to the people uh, and to the king that uh, our reliance is not in the might of armies, mm-hmm. but our reliance is in the hand of the Lord, you know, to deliver us, you know, safely. And we humbled ourselves before the mm-hmm. Lord. And of course, we he began this week with a very humble prayer, you know, from Daniel. He said, we ask these things of you, not because we are righteous, because you are faithful, O mm-hmm. God. And then we end on this really nice prayer, you know, as well as they mm-hmm. entrust themselves, you know, to God and, and, and into, his, into his purposes. I love how this feels like a reset in a lot of ways. Um, Ezra just being a man of God, um, knowing the word of God, and exhibiting such wisdom and humility and reverence, you know, which the nation of Israel had just, all of that had been so foreign to them, you know, and so I just love what he's bringing to kind of the rebuilding and reestablishing of Jerusalem. Of course, Israel is here because they had... uh, uh, compromise with the nations rather than being a light to the nations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is going to be a big theme in, in Ezra and Nehemiah, the, protecting the purity of God's people and the purity of their devotion to the Lord and the purity of their worship you know, to the Lord. And of course this is going to be you know, a, a lasting kind of uh, Im- impression that mm-hmm. uh, by the time we come to you know, Jesus, the Pharisees are doing the same thing. They're, they're very inward focused, protecting the purity of the people, but to the expense of being a light of the nations. Mm-hmm. So in the first instance, Israel is compromised by the nations rather than being a light of the nations. In the second instance, they're so inwardly focused that, that they're not a light to the nations. And so either one of those can be mm-hmm. a danger to our testimony. Yeah. We're either going to reflect the values of the culture around us or we're so withdrawn from the culture mm-hmm. that we cannot have the ultimate impact of you know, being salt and light. And, and you're going to see this you know, kind of swing you know, take place in the nation of Israel and be challenged by our Lord as he comes and as mm-hmm. he preaches the Sermon on the Mount, doing a reset for the people to be uh, the kind of people that uh, honor God and the Beatitudes, but also the kind of people that are a light to the nation as, as salt mm-hmm. and, and as light, showing their goodness mm-hmm. so that God is glorified. And I mean, that's what we were created for. And so we, we've seen the people of Israel not doing that for so long. And mm-hmm. it's been so frustrating and then we finally see them humbling themselves, returning to the Lord. And, and obviously the Lord's pleased with them for that, but they're happier too. Like, you know, we, we say that quote a lot, you know, our, from St. Augustine, our, our souls are restless until they rest in Him. And so we've seen the restlessness of the people mm-hmm. of Israel, and now we finally see the beginning stages of them finding the rest again, which is under the Lord, not outside of Him. And, and of course, we also talk about you know the purposes of God being for His glory, for our joy, and for the benefit of those around us. And you see all three of those things, uh, you know, at work in the history you know, of Israel. And, and you're right; this goes back to the echoes of Eden. You know, we were created to know, love, and serve our God, and steward the resources He'd given us for His glory, for our joy, and, and for the benefit of the nations. And uh, you see Israel being established. Uh, reestablished for that very purpose, but they're going to overreact mm-hmm. and become a very ingrown nation by the time they do meet their Messiah mm-hmm. you know, in, in the person of Jesus. It's been a, a fun week in uh, coming out of exile. Uh, we brought ourselves out of Exodus and into the land, and now we're bringing ourselves out of exile and back into the land, and there's echoes mm-hmm. you know, of Scripture all the way 
through. So uh, Matt, you mind closing the week out with, with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for the access we have to you through Christ Jesus. Thank you that because of, um, because of Jesus, your gracious hand is upon us. And so, Father, we, we, we thank you, you know, for your word. We thank you for the work it does in us every time we open it and read it. And, um, and Father, we, we don't even know um, all, the, all the things that your word is doing in us, um, but we're, we're grateful. And so, Father, would we uh, be your people as we reflect on um, our text this week, as we reflect on what Israel, um, who Israel was, who they were called to be. Uh, Father, when we think about our own calling now, uh, Father, is to be your people in this place, to display your glory to those around us. Um, Father, would you help us to do just that? Mm-hmm. We look forward to Sunday um, for, the ga- you know, to, for the gathering with your people. Oh God, would you bring much glory to yourself and, and would we receive much joy as we uh, worship together. Oh, Father, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.